0: Thank you, my Father. Ashanga Kabara da Sayan de Namaka, Sora Mamako Sade Vishati Kara, Rora da Kasanga de Vasiko Taya, Karabashi da Vakaru Thank you, my Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, my Father. Name, Amen. Amen. Father, we honor you. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. Thank you for your word. It's coming to us tonight to increase and to upgrade us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Welcome, someone to midweek service tonight. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Lord, we give you thanks. We proclaim your holy. You are king of
1: kings. You are Lord.
0: Lord, we give you thanks. We proclaim
1: your. Your name. You are King, King of kings. kings. You are Lord of Lords. Lord, we give you. Lord, we kings. give you thanks. We proclaim. We proclaim your name. You are King. You are King of You are Lord of lords Glory and honor to me It all
2: belongs to you Glory and honor, dominion and power It all belongs to
1: you Glory, we know.
3: factors of an effective Christian life. All right? Four factors of an effective Christian life. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse number 5. They are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. All right? What what is the Christian life about? What's the scripture say about the Christian life? It says, We are, it says, ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. So we are children of the day. That means we are children of light. Jesus Christ called us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. He said, Ye are the light of the world. All right? He says, you are the light of the of of the world. And he says, you are the salt of the earth. So, the Christian life, all right, he said, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt had lost its savour, where, where shall it be salted? It is handful good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden on the foot of men. Now, Jesus is telling us what life following him is like. So he says, you are the light of the world. So, the Christian, all right, when you look at the, the similitudes being used, Jesus Christ describing the Christian, these are all dominant similitudes, all right? Dominant symbols. When you look at the Christian, it says you are the light. When light comes into a place, light comes to dominate. When light comes to a place, it wants to take over. All right, it's not trying to you know, negotiate with darkness. Light comes into the world and light comes to dominate. The same with salt when you put salt into food salt introduces itself all right It introduces itself it wants you to know that i'm here in this food and when salt is not available everybody will know that there's no salt you know that ah, this food is tasting some way all right so the christian life is a dominant life it's a super life it's a it's a superior life it's superior to the systems of the world all right it's a it's a dominant life it's a superior life it's superior to the things of the world. It's superior to the 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 circumstances, the environment. It's superior to everything we see around us. So the life in Christ is a dominant life. Someone say it's a dominant life. All right, it's a dominant life. So in our sphere of contact, if we're in an area. It, it is it is it is Christian to be dominant. It's, like the man of God past who put it, it's a headship, it's a leadership. Anywhere Christians get to, they introduce themselves. That's what the scriptures say. Introduce themselves. They are, they are the, the preservation of that place. Alright? But that you are a Christian does not guarantee that you will have this dominance in your life. So we are looking at how can you be effective? You can be effective as a Christian. That all the things that the scriptures have said will be your experiences. You can be effective. How can you be an effective Christian? So uh, I would like you to open Second Peter chapter one, verse five. I just want to bring out a point here. All right, let's go straight to verse. Okay, verse five says, and beside this giving all diligence. Now he's talking to the Christians, all right? These are non believers that besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity, all right? For if these things being you and about, now he's talking to Christians, remember that. He says, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's the point I want to bring out to you. That he says, they make you that you will not be barren nor unfruitful. That means some people are barren in the knowledge of God. So yes, they know that um, the Christian is supposed to dominate and increase, but they are barren in that knowledge. Why? They don't see the result. That you are the light of the world and where they are, they don't see themselves as the light of the world. So when a Christian comes into place, one time I, 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 I said some things to um, uh, some, some leaders. I said, if you're a Christian and you are in an area, all right, and nobody at all wants to follow you to church, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with your Christianity. Of course, not immediately. But after some time, after some time, after some time, th- th- there should be something about, about you. He said, they make you. So there are things you can do to be effective. Have effective praying. Have effective Christianity. Because some people have a very imbalanced imbalanced Christian life. And we'll look at the, the four factors of an effective Christian life. Factor number one, observe doctrine. Observe doctrine. I said, I said something in the leaders meeting. I don't know if I should say it here, but if you can take it, I'll say it. You can take it, right? Miracles are for lazy people. Yeah, you should say it. You call for it. You see, God's plan is not to be giving you miracles. That's not God's plan, to be giving you miracles. Now, I'm the same person who prays for bread for, <laughs> for brethren years, so don't think I don't know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. No miracle movement lasts. Miracles are for unbelievers. First Corinthians. I want God to just open a way. God should just give me a breakthrough. Hmm. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. All right, let's start from verse, I'm trying not to read a lot, so from verse 16. All right, now over here he's talking about speaking in tongues and he says, Else when thou shalt bless with the spirit, how shall he that occupy the room of the learned say amen, and I give no thanks, seeing he understand not what thou sayest. All right, he's talking about speaking in tongues. Right. That's a, uh, a sign, all right? For thou verily givest thanks well, but the other is not edified. What's he talking about? He's talking about the person who speaks in tongues and the one who's not speaking. He says the person who's is speaking is edified. For example, if I just walked in here and I started Lebro then you who already speak in tongues probably would, you know, meet me with tongues. <laughs> And throughout the service, this is what we are doing. If someone goes to church, uh, uh, goes back home, and says, "Oh, what did you learn in church today?" <laughs> that makes no sense. Then let's say there's an unbeliever in church. Then I came forward and say, "Shabrazeko Rama." I did nothing. It's not powerful. Someone thinking, "Ah, no, no, it's not powerful." One time during the time the, the times we were. Preaching in buses, of course, we do. We still do that, but I'm saying, you know, there was a time we went to preach in buses, and all of us went to preach in buses, and I watched one of the videos, good, zealous, but without knowledge. So one of the brethren, I saw a video, know, good, zealous, she has preached in the bus, and she was standing in the bus, and she was preaching, and, and after she finished, she said, in the bus? Not in the bus. You do that in church. Except you are able to ask everybody there. You all speak in tongues, they all say, oh yeah, and they all understand another at the level you understand it. And everybody can start speaking in tongues together. But in the bus, you find non-believers, people probably don't believe in tongues, and you want, the, you want to sack them with your zeal. You know, never get into arguments except it is necessary. No, it's true. Sometimes people go out for so winning and they forget the so winning and they are into arguments. The person went to win souls, and someone in the room said, "All these tongues, 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 tongues." Then the person leaves the soul he's winning. Turns to this person, open to First Corinthians. He's forgotten why he went there. Let me tell you. Last week you were, you were hearing Pastor about activists. Activists focus on why they are there. Like one time, some years ago, I went for a radio interview. I'm sitting in a radio interview. The guy is trying to ask me something about another religion. I, I, I make sure I come back to why I'm there. I say, you know, that's why Jesus Christ. The guy is saying, no, what about, I said, you see Jesus Christ. I said, I don't know anything about that, but you see Jesus Christ. I came, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not here to argue. I know I have a reason why I'm there. If you are sent on behalf of the church to a radio interview to go and talk about a program, you sit over the debate, I want to ask you questions that are not related to why you came there. Always drag them to why you are there. You see so in that car that, that, that lady was speaking in tongues, that that the tongues they are useless. So you speak in tongues before you go out. So when you go out, you speak English because that's what they understand. Yes. Because they can never have faith. They don't know what you said. Say gross <laughs> say monte. Say grassy, show mabroske Looking at the lady. Kai. All these mad people. All right. Oh, very that gives us thanks well you see he said you have done well i said but the order is not edified the person listening to you is not edified you got nothing yes but you you did you you spoke in tongues well you you, you gave thanks well but you were not the other was not edified verse 18. he says i thank my god i speak with tongues more than you all he said paul is saying i speak in tongues so, But verse 19 he says yet in the church you see i had rather speak five words with my understanding that by my voice i make Teach others, I might teach others also than 10,000 words in an unknown tongue. So I've I've corrected a lot of the people who lead prayer over here, and I hope they don't do it because most of the time when they are leading prayer, I am at model church, so I don't get to spawn. You see, don't come and lead prayer in church and oh, ah, ah." I'm talking about opening prayer. If I say it's a prayer meeting, different. As if we're a prayer meeting, we're all speaking in tongues, And maybe I'm leading, we are speaking Torah, that's different. You need to understand everything has its occasion. When you're leading opening prayer, you have prayer points that you're supposed to agree with the brethren on, that you're leading the prayer point on. Then you you speak more in your understanding and punctuate it with tongues, so you can flow more. So, oh, Father, thank you. We are praying for the government of Ghana. You see, so when you don't have the word of God in you, you can't pray. Because you say, oh Lord, oh Lord, the president, Lord. Mm. You see, you don't have the word of God in you. But if you have the word of God in you, you start to father, I think your word says that I would that men everywhere will lift up only hands. Without a rat or a doubt, the therefore, Lord, I lift my hands. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that the president is shielded from wicked and unreasonable men. See, the word of God is in me. So I'm praying by the agency of the word of God. And because I want to flow, you know, I can punctuate it with tongues. Oh, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. So the person who just came to church who does not understand what is going on, at least can understand the English I've prayed and say, Amen. You see, then he has been able to have faith. Anyway, I said miracles are for lazy people. You are surprised. Let's go to Joshua chapter 5, verse 11. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover, on leaven cakes and parched corn in the self-same day. Verse 12. And the manna, look at this. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. That means the manner that God was giving them was not the plan all the while. Hmm. Because if that was the plan. I mean, God, the people would just be there, and the manner would keep, keep raining and keep raining and keep raining and keep raining and keep raining. Today, as we are here, there's no, there's no manner. So at the time God was giving them the manna, he was giving them as an interim plan. So for you to live on miracles is not the plan of God. Oh, pastor, I did not have anything. I did not have anything at all. Then pastor, you gave a word and I received 100 Ghana CD. Monday, Tuesday. Pastor, I didn't have any. Hey, you every day don't have anything. (laughs) Pastor. Pastor, Pastor, you're a true man of God. You're a true man of God. My life has had finished. There was nothing in my account. You see, so it makes some people think they're not even Christian enough. Because when they look at other people, how? They receive miracle money on Monday. Miracle money on Friday. Ah! Ah! <laughs> No, no, it's it's you know the, the people not began to begin to doubt their prayer and their Christianity. So the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the of the old corn of the land. Thank you, Father. And the manna ceased. Are you listening to me? So in your life, your Christian walk, how are you going to be effective to walk by the Word? to live by the word. Nothing happened to Jesus. Jesus made things happen. When he trained his apostles and, and, and disciples, and they also came of age, when, G, when they walked through Jerusalem, when Jesus was gone, the people said, we, we can see that you have been with Jesus. Why? Because things were not happening to these guys. These guys were now making things happen. You have tons of Christians jumping after miracles. That's not the plan of God. Unless they don't hear that there's a miracle something happening. They will be there. Not, they, the I don't have a problem with it going for such meetings. The mentality of something happening to me is the problem. God's plan is not for something to happen to you. So God's plan is for you to happen on the scene. You are the light of the world. That's a, that's the calling. You are the light of the world. When light comes, something is not happening to light. Light is happening. When salt enters food, salt is not. Something is not going to happen to so salt in the food. Salt is going to happen to the food. That's why it's a lot. Gonna to happen to the food so much that we've all now acquired a taste of salt. When you eat food and there's no salt, you can tell immediately. So people should be able to terminally if there's no Christian in a place. Anytime I call for miracle service, let me tell you the truth. You are not my target because you're supposed to be living in health. When I call miracle service, you're not my target. My target is the person who is out there who does not know this message, who does not know the word of God, who does you know who does not that, those are my targets. When there's healing stream, you are not my target. You are not pastor's target. But if you find yourself in that position, no problem. You, you'll still be prayed for. But then, just know that it's like someone who is eating baby food. Just know that that's not where you're supposed to be. Even though you still eat it anyway. But then, after, after some days, we're expecting you to grow. And come to the real place that God wants you to be. Not always, you know, looking for miracles. So, I'm talking about four factors of having an effective christian life how are you going to have an effective christian life couldn't be effective could be effective number one i said you observe doctrine observe doctrine let me me give you some um definitions right doctrines are the stated principles of our faith all right number one i said stated principles of our faith Another one, I'll tell you, a codification of beliefs. A codification of beliefs. I'll now start, I'll start explaining from the third one I'll mention to you now. The third one I'll mention now is theoretical component of our expected experiences. Doctrine. That's the theoretical component, component of our expected experiences. What do I mean? What do I mean? That means it is doctrine that's able to help us to mark the experiences that we are having, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. Like, for example, if you, you became a Christian without ever studying the Bible, all right, that you can speak a language you don't understand, all right, because I said it's the theoretical component of our expected experiences. So you just find yourself, you're a Christian, and you just find, because many Christians have had that um, experience, they did not know anything about tongues, by the time they realize we're praying and I don't know if it ever happened to you you were praying and something just came out but you didn't know anything about tongues let me see your hand if that happened to you yeah you were praying oh father whatever hey what's this for me i got to know because my dad used to speak in tongues a lot so i mimicked him a few times it was not flowing i just knew that you know there's something very strange. But the day i got born again was just flowing there. you know so if a christian was praying all right and he found himself speaking in tongues. He says, What's this? Am I getting crazy? Then someone will tell him, No, 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 no. It's in doctrine. You say, Oh, okay. Then my experience is valid. All right. If a Christian was praying and he saw a vision and he's wondering, What did I just see? It is doctrine. Christians see vision. It's doctrine. Christians speak an unknown language. They pray in an unknown language. So it is a theoretical component. So while we are having our our, our vital experiences, there is a theory that is drawing boundary around our experiences. Now, Christians who don't observe doctrine are unruly, very indisciplined, and they are the most problematic set. You are telling them the word of God says, that they say, no, 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 I had a dream, I had a dream. You are telling them, no, 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 no. There was a lady like that who used to come to me. You know, pastor, as we were preaching, I saw around you four angels, and the four angels were... Touching each other and and there was fire. Your vision, you see, this will liberate a lot of you because visions and and those things are now controlling you. Your vision of angels around me will not make me believe or not believe in angels. My believing is in doctrine. So that's why I said it's a codification of beliefs. What I believe is not your vision. Thank God for your vision. But what I believe is not your vision. I already know that ye are come unto Mount Zion, unto the the, the city of God, all right, unto the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. So before you told me that you saw angels, there are angels with me already. And how do I know? Through the, the word of God. Doctrine. So you need to be strong in doctrine. Tighten all your doctrinal, you know, ends. A Christian must always tighten his doctrinal ends because that's how people are. Are, are swayed because if, you, if you, had, you had respect for doctrine, you will know that not every man of God walking on the street is your prophet. So there's some people there, the Bible says that uh, 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 not being tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Because you know, the thing about doctrine is that doctrine, because it is a theoretical component, it has to be believed, eh? it has to be believed. If we don't stamp our feet on doctrine, we will soon not become Christians. Because everything that we believe, the virgin birth has to be believed. Because we are not there. We have to believe what the word said about it. We have to believe scripture. 2 so Timothy chapter 3, verse number 16. He says, all scripture. That means where do we get our... our our believing. Where do we get our doctrine? All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. So where do we get our believing? Where do we get our doctrine? All right? We get it from scripture. Scripture. Your life, you know, let the scriptures determine your experiences. The scripture is our constitution. It's the map of our life. It's our constitution. What we believe must be Scripture. I don't believe your dream. I believe scripture. In the scripture, let me tell you. Anybody who had the Holy Spirit, nobody dreamt for him. He had his own dream. Because some people are, they, they are every time it is somebody's dream. Hmm. I had a dream. That you were in a coffin. Then a person, somebody's dream. You're not around to Pastor Nook. <laughs> My friend had a dream. And sometimes, it's always three dreams, four dreams. And you are shocked why it happened. Because you believed it. You are shocked why it happened. You believed it. You believe that that person's dream is more valid than what scripture says. As for me, I thank God. Every dream I have is opposite. Any dream I have, yeah, opposite. Encounter Lab 2019. The dream I had the day before, nobody was on the field. (laughs) Serious. It was like three people and then The the rest of the soldiers run away. (laughs) Listen, I did not pray about it. I did not pray about it. Because the Bible says you shall have what you say, not what you dream. I have finished praying, I have finished speaking. The dream is irrelevant. Kila kuka papa. Joking. You understand? Scripture! Stay within the boundary of Scripture, stay within the boundary of doctrine. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. You see, Paul knew Christ died, but he's not making his reference from Christ dying by what he knows. He said, Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. According to the scriptures. My life is supposed to move I'll put it forward only according to the scriptures Because it says the path of the just, oh, come on. The path of the just shines more and more onto the per- perfect day. That means my life is supposed to be moving forward all the time, according to the scriptures. So anytime I find out that my life is not moving forward, I need to check, I need to check what is not, what's not there. All right? It's just like you have gone to buy a car. All right? And you know that car is like this. You see, that's what doctrine is. Car is like this. When you sit in it and you put your leg on an accelerator, all things being equal, supposed to move forward. Once I... Alright. Once I put my leg on an accelerator I found out I'm going backward, what, I, what do I do? I have to park the car and they have to check. So, it will not be smart of me to say, ah, this car is not, this car, this car, ah, this car, this car, this car is not a real car. It's a real car. There's probably something wrong inside there. You're driving, and you realize that the car's not moving again. First thing, you know, especially um, the, the very new cars, the, the automated ones, they can tell you it's fuel. They can tell you, you understand, it's telling you it's this and that, you know. But if you're using the old car, you understand, when you finish, you are now checking many things, eh? mm-hmm. or it is fuel, or it is water. You know, you are checking, Why? Because you know that all things being equal, the car is made to function like this. So the Christian was made to function a particular way. The only way you can know is by going to the scripture. Believe the word of God. Don't be running around looking for miracles. Start a walk with the word of God. Start a walk with the word of God. Sometimes, you see, one of the reasons why sometimes God gives Christians miracles is that, you know, it's like they are the infant stage of the walk. Alright, and they will need some assistance. Alright, like a child trying to walk. Then they hold his hand. Alright, they hold his hand. He's walking. Then you can see he's trying to walk. He's trying to walk. Of course, the parents understand. At a certain point, they will leave the child to walk, even if he falls down. and cries. they will leave him to walk. Why? Because he has to walk. You got it? So, observe doctrine. Observe doctrine. 1st chapter 4, verse 16. Verse 16. Can we read it together? One to go. Alright? He said, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Take heed unto yourself and unto the doctrine. Let me tell you something. Nobody can ever scare me with prophecy. You cannot scare me with prophecy. There was a young preacher. Uh, I'm also a young preacher, but he's like younger preacher. He came to see me with his friend. And when he was when he was coming to see me, the friend had told him that, you know, I've been I've been looking for the opportunity to see Pastor Enoch. I want to see Pastor Enoch. Ah, when he came here to see me, wow, I'm so blessed to see you Pastor Enoch. I see the Lord. I see the Lord, you know. Yeah. Nice. You see the Lord telling, telling me to tell you that you have not seen anything yet. I know. I know that I have not seen anything yet. You see, and, and they've used this to ground many of God's people. Someone meets you on the road and says, young no lady, I see in the spirit that you are going to be a mighty. Oh, you are now seeing it. <laughs> don't let anybody scare you. Scare you. I told you, right? You have a dream. They bring you food in the dream. Who, who is, what are you supposed to do? Let me know if you have been learning very well. You are dreaming. You are asleep. You are dreaming. And they bring you food in a dream. What do you do? Eat it. Eat it.
2: <laughs>
3: then ask for malts. Don't forget the toothpick. (laughs) Because some people cannot breathe again because they had a dream. You have the dream, you don't like it, you wake up and stop it. Someone said, just that? Yes, like that. You wake up in the minute and say, don't bring this thing again. Simple. From today, you finished and sleep. There's also another route you can take. If in the dream, something was chasing you, and you wake up, part two. <laughs> you must chase the person back. because people I'm bored. Like, ah, ah, something was chasing me. <laughs> but I look inside, doctor, and say, "Ye are more than conquerors." He said. fear not deliver children for you have overcome them because greater is he greater 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 you wake up in the morning no panic praying hey no panic praying no panic praying that's why people are are sitting in the car and they all mention Jesus here the car crashed panic you mention the name of Jesus our panic doesn't work Ah, Jesus Praying, you know, not, not, all, not all challenges announce themselves. Some accidents in a split second and it happens. But some, you can see that it's about to happen. As the driver is going, he has entered another and person. <laughs> you know what to do, right? You stand up saying, The name of Jesus. Stop! I was on the flight one day. It's like boom boom boom. Boom, 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 boom. See that time is a good time to win souls, <laughs> because most people are afraid. I tell you, most people are afraid at that time. It's just like boom, 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 boom. Jesus, Jesus, all manually removed by ties. How <laughs> my ties? All this someone I refuse to be afraid. Someone is I refuse to be afraid. So I, refuse to be afraid. So I refuse to be afraid. See why? Because the scripture said, Fear not, always go back to doctrine. Alright. So the first one, observe doctrine. Second one, observe devotion. So go back to that first Timothy chapter 4, verse 16. Observe devotion. Observe devotion. There are things that are part of our Christian life. Alright. Those things create depth for us. Depth. Some Christians don't have depth. They are very shallow. Everything they believe is shallow. Everything because they have no devotion. What does it mean to have a devotion? It means to have continuity is to have consistency is to have consistency is to have continuity consistency consistent morning praying consistent evening praying not emergency prayer you will never have death not Sunday when you come to church prayer you see many of us standing here, our parents early morning prayer, morning devotion is, is a contributing factor to why when we even went astray, God would get us back. Because a seed had been sown in us. Those things create for you a death. So observe devotion. He says, take it unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Then he says the next thing is, continue in them. Have a continuity plan for the things that you believe. Don't give tithe once in a year. Except that your work comes once in a year. There are some things you do consistently because that's how you prove your believing. It's devotion. Business is good, I give my tithe. Business is bad, I give my tithe. I don't know whether it's good or bad. It's a devotion. I'm devoted to it. Sometimes the, your, your time of prayer at 5 a.m., is up, but you, 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 you're feeling sleepy. Your body's giving you sli- sleepy vibes. You know, but you know that f- it's five, I need to pray. Devotion. Let me tell you something and, and, and always be very, very alert about this. Idol worshippers are devoted. The only set of people I know joke with spiritual, spiritual things are Christians. See, we'll be in church, we'll be in church, and I will say, oh, Jesus is here. A Christian will take it casually. Go to the village, let you know, say Antoine just came here. Maybe hey, oh. including the Christians. <laughs> <laughs> eh? <Atua." laughs> then there was like, shalabada, antoine. Shalabada, shalabada. But you do know, and say, Jesus is here. Jesus, <laughs> my guy, is <he's> my guy. <laughs> when I met with a person who was telling us, he said, You know, so Christians just use Jesus to joke. But we'll never use a God... oh come on. Oh my Jeez Jeez Wow Something funny is funny oh, Jesus So that same Christian A serious thing happened and he mentioned the name of Jesus. He has not had a track record of building a consciousness of holiness around the name. Do you know there are some foods you don't eat them all the time so that they can always be special to you? Right? Am I correct? Oh, you eat them every day. No, there are some foods you don't eat them all the time so that they can always remember. The the moment you start eating them all the time, they they are not a treat. So they, they always eat different when you eat them. There's, a, there's a, certain, um, a certain holiness you put around the name of Jesus so that the day you mentioned the work. So you mentioned the name of, you went with your friend and there was a funny thing, you said Jesus. Then something is wrong in the name of Jesus. You, you just messed it up. God said in the book of Exodus, he said, I'm jealous about my name. Jealous about my name. It's only Christians who joke with spiritual things. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. You see other religious folks, you know, other, you know, someone who's dealing with the fetish priest, ah, the time is up. Hey, you don't wear slippers. Don't wear slippers. Just be walking. Would they kill me today? Yeah. Then the fetish priest tell him, Oh, hey, walk back three times. Mm. 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 But someone is coming to church, don't sit on the right, sit on the left. Oh, God. Okay. i in my father's house, and in my father's house. This is our church, you cannot take take out of us here. So we here everywhere, I want to sit, sit over there. But that same person, if you are taking him to a fetish and told the person that, <sighs> you just stepped on the tail of the dogs, of the gods. The only way that can remedy the situation is for you to wear black socks on your leg, and the black socks is thousand Ghana They Say, give me two. <laughs> People who visit such such uh, fetish priests and uh, the instructions, they follow them to the latter. Come out around three a.m. So I'm helping you. I'm helping because that is how come some Christians clash with such people and who always win Because they, those people have devotion, you don't. And what you don't know is that even though he's your father, he's also a spirit. Hey, hey. His principles, he does not joke with them. He set those, those principles, you know, to govern the kingdom. It will, they don't change because of you. So the guy will be told that, all right, for you to have money, You have already committed to the thing. 3 a.m., come out with uh, a boxer shorts in the middle of the road. Start dancing with your buttocks. Start dancing with your buttocks. For one hour, you will be dancing. The guy will even say, is that all? You see him. 2.59, he's there. But the other Christian, church is praying 3 a.m. 3 a.m. You wake up 3 a.m going on. Oh, Shaminda, Shaminda. Shaminda. Then while the, the, everybody's praying on the Zumo. He is on, so everybody thinks he's sleeping is praying. And T T Kosu. T Then you take remote uh put on big brother naja uh 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 uh, right. uh, uh, uh. they are praying they are praying then you know you know as by 4 by 4 am we are still praying Said so these people say no devotion. You say you want to start spiritual warfare. It's something is going on in your family. You want to start. You start a prayer at 5. Hey, come out. Hey, come So you, you say, someone in the demons, that hey, I'm here for you today. They, they came at 5.15 and you were asleep. You call for fights. They came. You, you call for fights at 5. They say, okay, who is that? Who is that? <laughs> the, the, the demons now had mercy on you. Said, leave this guy. He's not serious. <laughs> oh Lord, I want to enter realms. Okay, <laughs> the, the you are asleep? Now said, oh, the demons now had to have mercy. He say, oh, he's a small boy. Let me let us just go. <laughs> Someone said devotion. Devotion. Let me tell you. When it comes especially to your giving, have devotion. Eh? Have devotion to your giving. Let me tell you. It, it, sometimes we don't tell you some of these things, so you don't understand. In the beginning of the year, I said, I'm, I told God, I'm going to give him... Now, no. how much was I giving every day? A thousand dollars every day. For how many days? I did it for 25 days. I was giving thousand dollars every day for 25 days. You might be thinking I have the money in the bank. No! It was a devotion. So there were some five days that I did not get a thousand dollars to give. But in my, I I'm owing God. So that day, I'm owing God. The next day, I'm owing God. The next day, I'm owing God. Then on the fifth day, I got the full money I went to give it. Devotion. Because you are dealing with the spirit. Jesus said, God is a spirit. Once you said it, I'm giving you this. He's waiting for it. Devotion. Devotion. Acts chapter 3 verse 1. Now, Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer. Aside all the prayer you pray within the day, there must be an hour of prayer you pray. See, the leaders know how to get me angry is not to start service on time. You know why? They don't understand why I do it. Because when I said I'm starting service at night, God heard it. So the angels came at that night. Then, like I I told them, I said, even though there's no microphone, start the service with your mouth. Jesus prayed to 5,000 people, no mic. So why is microphone not controlling the service? If at 9 a.m. The church is supposed to start and there's no microphone, there's nothing, even if it's outside, start the service. You don't know how to walk with the Spirit. You call for early morning prayer, you say 3 a.m. This early morning prayer must start. You've told your members, you have told your members, three, they have not not come, you are waiting for them. Are are you praying to them? Start. No one will join, will join. You don't know the graces. Let me tell you, and, and, and always be very careful. The, some years ago, I was, I was going for a prayer meeting, and it was all, we were all leaders who were going for the prayer meeting. It was a leader's prayer meeting. So we all went for that prayer meeting, and I got there. The rest were not around. This prayer was for 6 p.m. at Aveno. The rest, the rest were not around, and as I said, I, when I got there, I was not praying. I was wondering, ah, how can these guys tell us that we are been praying? I was, I was angry. I was angry. I said, Why, how can these leaders come for prayer meeting? And they are and, and, and not here. I was angry when I was walking around. I said, like, How can they do that? How can they? I was the only person there. Then the Holy Spirit told me, He said, Are you praying to them? I said, No. He said, Then pray. He not me you are praying to. I'm here. Pray. And I started praying. I started praying. All of a sudden, the power of God took, took me. I fell under the power. And God said to me. The grace I was supposed to distribute to all of them, I'm giving all to you. Nice. The next year, I was the first young person to win an award in this ministry. God told me that, a grace I was supposed to give all of them, I've taken everything I've given it to you. For some of them I never understand. While in the spirit, I'm those ahead. They don't know it was that prayer meeting 80 years ago. Devotion! Devotion, if you tell God that every twelve you hear my voice, twelve be there. Let me tell you the, the best time to pray, when you don't feel like praying. The best time to pray is when you don't feel like praying. Those are some of the best prayers ever you can ever pray. If you've been praying a lot, you know what I'm talking about. The day you don't feel like praying and you force yourself to pray. Because you see, you are waiting for something to push push you to pray. But we walk by faith and not by sight. You cannot be moved by something to push you to pray first. Start praying first. Only Ghost will join you. I'm very, let me use the word religious. I'm very religious about my tithes. Very religious about my tithes. My tithes? My tithe. One time, there was a certain tight I, I needed to give. That was very heavy. So I called. The person who was in charge of my finances, I said, any money that comes in, we are paying tithe first. I cannot use it. I cannot buy anything. I cannot use anything. I cannot do anything until I finish my tights. The day I finished the tights, the way money started coming in, I said, hey. The day I finish the title. Devotion. There's something called... It's a devotion. Did You see hour of prayer. There is an hour of prayer. The people had an hour of prayer. Psalm 119. Verse 148. Psalm 119. Verse 148. My eyes prevent the night watches. That I have been that word. You, you know. Um, let, let, let's get it in context. Um, give it to me in the New Living Translation. I stay awake through the night thinking about your promise. Give it to me in the TLB. I stay awake through the night to think about your promises. Give it to me in the NIV. I want to bring out something for you. My eyes stay open through the watches of the night. Now, the other versions are saying through the night. It's not through the night. They are night watches. So, I'm giving you some points about, about, about devotion. Number one, devotion to prayer. Devotion to prayer. So that's Acts of 3 verse 1. There was an hour of prayer. They observe the hour of prayer. Observe the hour of prayer. There There is, you know, corporate prayer. The church has called for prayer. Observe the hour of prayer. Observe the hour of prayer. Many of you who come late to church, if a fetish priest has summoned you at a certain time, you were walking, and there was no reason, why are you elite? You go to the first place. Why are you coming late? Oh, very this thing. Huh? Even you, you will not see that. That's one of the reasons people, children of God, never see the power of God. I said they have no death. Because their consciousness of God is not rooted. That He's a real God and He reacts. So, number one, I said a consciousness, um, a devotion to prayer. All right, so it's uh, number two, a devotion to the Word of God. A devotion to the Word of God. Psalm 119 verse 148, give it to me in the NIV. That, and the NIV got a very correct... Okay, before we come to the NIV, give it to me in the message. I want to see something. Then I'll come to NIV. Others say, through the night. It's not through the night. The, the, the translation, the rendering is not the most accurate. It's NIV, please. He said, My eyes stay open through the watches of the night. What are the watches of the night? Every three hours. So, what are the watches of the night? I mean, that's how devoted David was. 12, 3, 9, 6, 9. 12, 3, 6, 9. 12, 3, 6, 9. So if at night, at nine o'clock. He, he, he meditates on the Word of God. He goes to sleep. After three hours, he will wake up again at 12 and meditate again on the Word of God, maybe for 20, 30 minutes. He sleeps again. He wakes up again at three. He meditates again. So he had times, he had watches, watches of the night, watches of the night, watches of the night that he meditated on the Word of God. I'm telling you the reason why Christians, so Christians don't have power in their life. No consistency. No continuity. Bible says so Jesus Christ went to the temple, as his custom, I'll come to that. So, this is um, devotion to the word of God. You must have a devotion to the word of God. Studying the Bible, reading your rhapsody, a devotion. You know there's a time of the day that if anybody calls your phone. Whoever it is, he will not get you. Third one, a devotion to giving. A devotion to giving. Some people involve themselves in everything except when it comes to the subject of giving. Don't be left out. You act your faith. And give your partnership. You act your faith and give your partnership. You give your partnership. So we are are giving for rhapsody. You act your faith. You give your partnership. You make sure you're a part of it. There is a devotion that Christians have. See, if you are torn between giving your offering. Maybe the money with you is the money for food. Giving your offering and giving for food. Someone say, what do I do? I will give my offering. That's what I will do. I will give my offering. If I perish, I perish. I'm not saying because I'm standing here. I di- I've done many times. It's a devotion. It's a devotion. Those times when, when I appear in service and I don't have an offering, since God said no one should appear before Him empty, regardless of your family background, He said, don't no, appear before Him <coughs> empty. No, He said, since God said don't no, appear before when I ever end up in a service, I have no offering to give. You know what I'll do? I'll write it down that I'm owning God, this offering. Most of the time, within the week, I will get that money. And I put it down when I come to church. Lord, it is for last Sunday and this Sunday. I never fall time, my friends. It's a devotion. See, you are committed. It's a commitment. You are committed to God. You are committed to His word. You are committed to prayer. You are committed to giving. The next one: a devotion to praise. So many people are so committed to prayer, but not committed to praise. Let's look at Psalm 119, verse 164. Look at what David is saying. Seven times a day do I praise thee. Seven times a day do I praise thee. Watch, watch how your life will go if you are trying things like this, you are doing things like this. Watch how your life will go. Set If you think you will not remember, set reminders on your phone. Every 12, every 2, every 5, every 7, every 9, every 11, I praise God for 10 minutes. So, where are you sitting? You are sitting in your room, then... Ping, ping, your phone. Ping, ping. Time to praise God. You just put it down. No matter where you are, Father, I thank you. I praise you. We're not saying that uh, uh, record an album there. No. Just <laughs> no, we're not, no. Just oh. Father, I praise you. I thank you. I thank you for your works in my life. I thank you. Five minutes, ten minutes, then you add the song. potent Father, Ever pressing help to you all praises be to you all praises be you see you're done you're finished for, the, for, for for that time then the next one will come again you pray David says seven times a day I praise thee you got it last one and I'll close with that. Another devotion, a devotion to the house of God. I said four factors, but I can only take two, because these are even so vast. Mm. A devotion to the house of God. A devotion to the house of God. Attending services and serving in the house of God. I was telling, uh, I think it was on the prayer yesterday I was saying, I said, if this church was a church that maybe we clean our washroom ourselves, I said, that, those things are supposed to be your joyful thing that you are doing. That you come around and say, oh, what's good? I'm cleaning here. I'm doing this. I'm helping this one, you know. Because there's something about those things. They leave something on your life that never goes away. They leave a blessing on your life. He like, said, you shall serve the Lord your God. He shall bless your bread of your water. You shall serve. He shall bless. You shall serve. He shall bless. You shall serve. He shall bless. A devotion to the house of God coming to services coming to church that morning you felt like not going but you have no choice because i said devotion Let me tell you something i noticed about this generation of course you're not part of that this generation always wants to be motivated some things are not motivation it is understanding and devotion our parents have a lot of devotion if not for the devotion they have they will stop taking care of us after some time because when you see your big head and 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 how you are you are bumping in school yet they are still paying the fees yes they have to be devoted to you 40 people in class you were 39th and even that because the 40th person didn't come to school that whole time. but they look at your head and you are home and you are crying <laughs> They will, they will say everything, they will insult you, they say everything. The next school fees they are going to pay again. All their life again. It is a commitment to you. Our parents have devotion. They have commitment. They have commitment. They're committed to you. Some parents didn't take care of their children. What, after they bombed, one, two, three, etc. <Nissans> um, Commitments. You have to have commitment to things. Have commitment to things. Devotion to prayer. What are the uh, devotions I mentioned again? There are five, right? Devotion number one to what? I'm not hearing all of you. Number one? Number two? Number three? Number four? Number five? Yes. Never have a devotion to prayer. A devotion to the word of God. A devotion to giving. I like that one. I have a devotion to giving. Devotion to giving. A devotion to praise. To praise. I don't praise because things are good. I praise because it's a devotion. Then I have a devotion to the house of God. See, the people on the other side, you see, on the negative side, They can express so much devotion, so much devotion. If it's at the end of the year, they have to go to the festival of that particular god or whatever it is. They are there, so devoted to it. But the average Christian showing no signs of devotion. All they are looking for is God. I know I have been bad. I know I don't come to church, but you are always see see your, your head. You know those things don't always fly. You get the crumbs. No, I not always pray. You know, yeah, I know myself. I, know I don't really pray, but God is—you are yet to come to the thing that will require that you pray. But God, God is a good God. Yeah, I know. I don't always pray, but you know, even Bible, I don't really read it. But you know, so you are fooling yourself. Devotion. Someone say devotion. So I said point number one: one observe doctrine. Number two: observe devotion. Are so you point three? Observe the supernatural. The Bible talks about some people, he said, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 5. He's talking about some people. He said, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. There are some people, some Christians, right? They observe doctrine, which is very great, observe devotion, which is very good, but they have no power in their life, no supernatural stuff happening in their lives. Observe the supernatural, believe in the supernatural, believe in speaking in tongues, believe in casting out devils. You there some people they deny the power. Don't deny the power, observe the supernatural. There's some things about Christians. I tell you something, I tell most people, I say, you can lie to me for a while, I will find out. I just might not confront you. You might think you've gotten away with it. No, why? Because as a Christian, I have the Holy Spirit. I get this, I get the signals inside. Observe the supernatural. You are not just an ordinary person. When you are going somewhere, you are not supposed to go there. Observe the supernatural. The Holy Ghost can tell you, no, this thing is going to happen. Let me tell you, in the first and second century, how they got to know the Christians was that the Christians were able to tell things that were to come. The early Christians, first and second century. how they used to tell who the christians were the christians always were able to tell what was about to come so you know when emperor titus uh uh plundered the whole of jerusalem and killed everybody history has it Josephus flavius has it that the christians were not killed why because in their prayer meetings prophecies were coming out that trouble is coming let us flee so they fled to judea they fled to judea before that that, that wickedness happened from Emperor Titus. Because in, in their prayer meetings, as they were praying, prophecies were coming out that there's evil about to come. Let us move away from here. And they all followed the prophecy and went over there. There's something about Christians. When we gather, we are not, we are not ordinary. We have supernatural knowledge. A Christian doesn't have to see and hear to know. He can have an inner knowing. Observe the supernatural. When you pray, open your spirits. The Spirit of God will communicate things to you. Sometimes I'm walking. I don't always get revelation of scripture when I'm reading scripture. No. Sometimes something I've read before in the morning. While I'm walking, the Holy Ghost will be opening it to me. So, what are some of the supernatural things you must observe? Number one, supernatural knowledge. It's called revelation. You don't learn it in school. It's revealed. It's revealed. It's not, it's not, you don't learn it in school. It's supernatural knowledge. It's supernatural knowledge. You don't learn it in school. It is revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. Shatta kaba, shee te 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 te, de 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 de, ah the book of Luke, Luke chapter two. Verse twenty, verse 25. And behold. Verse 25. And behold there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same was a just and devout. Are you seeing? He was devoted. This is a devoted man. He was called a just and a devoted man. Waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. Verse 26. It was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death. Before he had seen the Lord's Christ. That means this guy... You know, he was he was an old guy. He was a very old man. Imagine that. You know, life is in different phases. You know, there's a phase where you and your contemporaries are um, having birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is your friend's birthday. Then there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a certain phase in life. Oh, which school did you get? Ah, we wrote busy. Which school did you get? Oh, I got Saint Mary's. I got uh, Aquinas. Oh, I got this one. There's another phase. Another face will come. Ah, which university did you get? That's another face. Oh, this one said I went to university. I didn't get school. Like, oh no, I I went, oh, no, so I went to. I want to "It's like, There's another face. You and your contemporaries are talking about the same thing. There's another face. Ah, why do you do NSS? Why do you do NSS? Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing a cocoa board. Oh no, I'm doing in Bogatanga. You see, so you know. There's ah, also another face. Another face will come. So I'm getting mine next week.
2: You
3: see. There's another face you see on your on your on your secondary school WhatsApp groups. This one says, save, "Save the date, save the date, save the date, save the date, save the date." Then the only people I don't mind are three you are one. You see, and 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 you are there. It's another face. It's another face. What you're also looking forward to now? When you see your friend in the wedding gown, you start imagining yourself. Ah, when is my turn? Eh? Hey my mascara to go from here to there there are some of you sitting here i'm I'm prophesying some of you sitting here eh? nobody has proposed to you but you know your gown you know the colors you know everything you know everything you are sitting down instead of you to read your bible you are you are choosing colors you are choosing colors you say you mix pink and green then you add a touch of blue be a rainbow that's what you want (laughs) <laughs> then, what are your colors? Is it turquoise is uh, 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 uh. blue, coconut brown, urine yellow? You see, taking colors. You know, that's also another face. Then another face comes in your life where all you and your contemporaries are. Who has given birth? How many children do you have? Where are you now? Where are you staying now? You and your family, where are you now? This was, oh, we are moving to the US. Oh, this was, oh, no. We are, we are moving to a tremendous <laughs> You See, that's just another face. Everybody's going somewhere. <laughs> then another face comes. When are you dying? So, why are you dying? So, I said, oh, which coffin will you use? So, it's, ah, see, it's a face. Of course, not you. Not you. Yeah. Not you, and this as you see, just talking about normal cycle of life. Everybody is now wondering where everybody is now going. So uh, imagine that this man is an old man. Most of his contemporaries are dead, but this guy refused to die. Why? It was revealed to him of the Holy Ghost that he should not see death until he has seen the Lord's cry. So that guy refuses to die. Everybody is wondering why is this guy not dying? Th- because he has seen something, and everybody didn't see that. Thing. Everybody would just live a normal life, but this guy has seen something, and he's moving by what he has seen. It was revealed to him of the Holy Ghost that he should not see death until he has seen the Lord's Christ. So one of the supernatural things of our faith is supernatural knowledge. We can know things. Sometimes someone will be talking to me and he's lying. Because while he's talking, the Holy Ghost is also talking to me. That he's lying. The Bible says, Beloved, don't believe every spirit. so that people come to you and say, Oh, you know... uh, you know, anytime I see you, you know, but he's lying. And while he's talking to you, you are not, you are not, you are not just listening to him. Practice this. You are not just listening to him. While he's talking, you are talking, Holy Spirit, what, 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 what do I do? The person is talking, you know, you are listening, but you are you're asking, Holy Spirit, what do I do? He will drop information. He will tell you, don't mind this one. He's a scammer. Yes. Yes. Sometimes people come to me and they come to ask me for things and they don't know I know they are lying, but I still give it to them. You can never outsmart me because of the Holy Spirit. You are talking, mm, okay? I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. As you are talking, I say, oh oh, oh. oh, That's a line. Supernatural knowledge. Supernatural knowledge. You can know things by the Holy Spirit. You can know things by the Holy Spirit. See? You can know things by the Holy Spirit. There are some people they can know how many customers will come to their their work that that week. How, how do we how are we able to preempt the devil and and stop the things he wants to do? Supernatural knowledge. Sometimes I can just know that no, the devil is planning something funny in the next one week. I can just know the devil is planning something funny. The devil wants to be funny. Then I'll just call for prayer meeting. As we pray, there's clarity and we know what to do. But some Christians are blind as bats. You don't see anything. No, if you want to if you want to uh, uh, have the supernatural knowledge. Relate more with the Holy Spirit and encourage the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That's what some people don't know. You know, when He speaks to you, don't say something told me. It's not a something. The Holy Spirit spoke to you, say something. Something was telling me something. He's not a something. Why you start calling him something? And there are some people when the Holy Spirit teaches them one thing, they don't acknowledge Him for it, and He stops. The Holy Spirit taught them something, and it was, you know, you know, we just we know things, we know things. <laughs> When the Holy Spirit teaches you, You say, thank you, Holy Spirit. Teach me, more, Lord, Lord. Teach me more, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So I acknowledge him everywhere. I was lying down, the Holy Spirit said to me. And then the Holy Spirit taught me this. I was like, the Holy Spirit said this to me. When I was going, the Holy Spirit taught me supernatural knowledge. Someone say, I know supernaturally. Someone say, I know supernaturally. I'll show you something beautiful. John chapter 16. I'll close with this. Oh, is that the time? Oh, hallelujah! Sorry, John chapter fourteen. Look at at how Jesus put it. Jesus was speaking and look at this. Verse 17. Even the spirit of truth. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, even the spirit of truth. Look at this. Whom the world cannot receive. Why? Because it seeth him not. Talking about the world. The world seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but ye know him. Now, look at this. He says, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Why? Because in the world, until they see, they don't know. He said the world seeth him not, neither knoweth him. Why? Because the world always goes from seeing to knowing. So they saw the shoe and said, oh, I know there's this. Oh, they saw the speaker and said, oh, I know there's a speaker there. Oh, they saw the carpet and said, I know there's a carpet here. So the world has to see to know. But we don't have to see to know. Because, look at this, he said, because it see him not, neither knoweth him. He said, it is say, but ye see him. Because you don't see him, but you know him. So we can know without seeing. He didn't catch it. We can know without seeing. We don't need to see something to know it. We can be there and have an inner knowledge. Our supernatural knowing. We don't need to see it to know. That's, this is the trajectory of the world. They see and they know. But we don't have to see to know. We know by the agent of the Holy Spirit. Is that why? Because He dwelleth in you and shall be with you. Someone lift up your hands and begin to pray the Spirit right now. I want you to acknowledge the ministry of the Holy Spirit right now in your life. Acknowledge the ministry of the Holy Spirit right now. You can know the future. You can know the things that are ahead of you because of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You can have a supernatural knowing. You can have a supernatural knowing. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. You can have a supernatural knowledge. We observe the supernatural. We observe the supernatural. We observe the supernatural. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We observe the supernatural. Go ahead and pray the Holy Ghost. Yes 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 I know supernaturally 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 it's my calling to know it's my calling to know I know supernaturally I'm never confused keep saying it say it, I'm never confused I'm, brother I'm never confused I know I know I always know what to do I always know what to do I'm never confused I always know what to do I always know what to do. 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 I have supernatural knowledge. I know, I know, I know. Keep keep praying, keep praying. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. So ba 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 ba. I know, I know. I have knowledge. I have knowledge. I have knowledge I know I know baba 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 I know I know I know I have knowledge I have knowledge I have insight into reality I have insight into reality Glory no no say So I have supernatural knowledge, I have supernatural understanding, I have supernatural wisdom, I know, I understand, Kaya, I know, I understand, I know, and I understand, I have wisdom for all things, thank you my father.